Is that do we get that? You petting the dog? That'll be the intro to our thing. This time I said I didn't know what to say, so now we've got it. You petting the dog, which hopefully she will not lick her butthole through this entire mm, podcast she this time. Cannot make any promises. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't help yourself when you are an old cattle dog. Most times. Yeah. Uh, I hope everybody's doing okay out there in Cheers. Bachelor Nation. Cheers. I have a water bottle. It uh, is I'm not... drinking some white claw. <laughs> That's the stage of the uh, quarantine that we've devolved into is drinking white claw out of a wine glass. Uh, it's not terrible. It's okay. It's unflavored. Have you ever had this? No. So what is it? Take a yeah, oh sure, Just take a swallow. <laughs> it's really a good idea to share beverages at this point, well, yeah, especially a white claw. Though I suppose uh, you and I are sharing a lot of germs, anyways. Uh, not yeah. really, not too many. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I just I like brushed a lot of the my teeth. Flavored ones I don't like because they taste real artificial. But this mm-hmm. is just plain. Yeah, and it's like it's like I'm drinking a uh, bottle of Perrier, but it's alcoholic. <laughs> it's just flavored enough. What's your favorite flavor of white claw? Plain. Oh, just plain for me, please. Oh, pure. pure. Yeah, that is better than plain. Accurate. Yeah, it's got nothing in it. Just pure white claw. What do they make that out of? Since it's crafted using a unique pure brew process, brew pure process. Oh yeah. To deliver a surge of pure refreshment. <laughs> That's totally pure in its purity. I am feeling that. I'm yeah. feeling a surge of of pure, pureness. Yeah. It's uh, purified carbonated water, alcohol. That's it. That's all you got. It's so pure that uh, it won't even kiss Heather. From Colton season. That's how pure it is. <laughs> it's so pure that it's this made a renewed. Is so pure. <laughs> it's made a renewed vow of chastity and is super judgy like Luke P. This white claw is so pure that like Nikki on uh crap, what's the bachelor's Jason. name? Jason. Jason. The thing you watched last show. night. Yeah, we're okay, using you our couldn't minds. remember Pilot P. No, I couldn't remember Pilot P. After that yeah. season was no, over. that is fair. I had it coming. That ruined my yeah. pure joke. My oh, no, no, joke. I want to hear it. Uh, that, uh, like Nikki, it hasn't kissed someone in 11 years. So, I or was confused on the math on that, because... She said she's only kissed one person. Okay, okay, because I couldn't tell if it was, like, if it was her boyfriend of 11 years, or if they had been broken up for 11 years. The way she phrased it, it was, was very unclear. 11... Uh, I don't know, because she's only 27. Sure, I mean, what did she? What was this happening when she was 16? Um, people yeah, weren't kissing when they were 16 years old. I certainly wasn't. Um, if I were grading her, uh, sign, her like, sentence as a technical writing instructor, I might circle it and write ambiguous next to it. I would clarify. circle it and write clarify? Yeah, question, question mark? mark. Yeah, good. Because I'm not going to tell you what to do, but... Like, this needs to be clear. Yeah, the question mark really isn't a suggestion. I feel like my students should know if I don't put a question mark, like, whatever you wrote is seriously Is really bad, yeah. (laughs) Clarify. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, well, uh, I'll tell you something else that's ambiguous is... The state of our marriage, according to one reviewer. Uh, yeah, we need to talk <laughs> so about So we this. got a review, a very thoughtful review from what I am going to pronounce as Wex RC to V. Listen, Wex <laughs> Our marriage is stronger than ever during this quarantine. Yeah, the, the review is called Don't Split <laughs> Up. You all right? Yeah. Claw went down the wrong Oh, way. no. That's how it gets you. Yeah. <coughs> it's not so pure going down the wrong pipe. Um, okay, continue. Okay, good. good. <laughs> Carry the bus. Yeah, yeah I, I will. Carry I on with <laughs> Leave me be. Um, I've gone to join Stephanie. <laughs> Take a flight to heaven. <laughs> I took a white claw to heaven. No, we're just doing the... <laughs> I took a purity search <laughs> to heaven. Um, uh, yeah, sh- this, this white claw is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it watched as Elise's hands turned from leather to leather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I really missed oh, wait, those that's jokes. that's not even it. It turned to velvet in a touch. Yes, 
Yeah, her hands of leather turn to velvet in touch. Yeah, we'll have to drop I'm a little bit of that I'm confusing it with that Fleetwood Mac song. Which one? Take from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, sing a little more. <laughs> um, leather and lace. Like, do, 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 do. I don't know that one. Take off, <laughs> take off your leather. <laughs> <laughs> take from me my lace. That does sound a little familiar. It's possible that yeah. I'm not singing. Well, with your white claw ravaged throat, it's hard <laughs> to get anything out. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, Wex, Wex, sir, to me. Hang on, we'll put a clip in here and then I'll recognize it. that one yeah i definitely remember that song um yeah so this listener which i appreciate is deeply concerned about the state of our marriage worried that we're going to split up and says same turn (laughs) that makes three of us uh four of us if you count our therapist um but the advice is to turn that tension into sexual tension done Mm, hard pass on done yeah listen i read an article it was on Gwyneth Paltrow's website. Oh, Goop. Goop. Okay, great. I already, whatever it says, I believe it. Gwyneth and her uh, new husband, who's okay. not Chris Martin, sure. whoever that other new guy is. I don't know him. Uh, they were interviewing like a therapist from their quarantine in like okay. Gwyneth's Malibu mansion. Sure, I hate it when you're quarantined in your Malibu mansion. But the therapist, from what I could gather, because I didn't actually read the article. Yeah, you kind of skim a goop I article. It, yeah. But that she was saying that nobody should feel bad about not wanting to have sex right now because there's a lot of anxiety and tension and stress that you yourself might not even know that you're manifesting and holding in. But that it you that a lot of people will feel like oh my god like we have this quarantine right we're stuck together the least all the we time. should be doing is having sex right it should be like the fucking blue lagoon in here we should just be going at it left and right is with the thought process people are having yeah yeah well there were they were like 12 don't they isn't it don't they like come of age and explore <laughs> one another sexually <laughs> They Isn't do, that but, what no, but they're children. They are children. But they... Oh, I, I thought How they were a little older. I was like 17. No way. Okay. Jose. No way. Okay. No, yeah, because I, I thought that they were... Lo- that, is it not a sex... I've not actually seen this movie. Have you not? Is it... Uh, is I thought it was a sexy movie. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, but I think it's sexy in the way that, like, movies were sexy in the late late 70s early 80s and now you watch and you're like oh that's not like okay. when the kid from big does that adult woman so brooke shield well yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yes brooke shields was 14 when she appeared oh good lord film. yeah right yeah never mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> um sorry carry the pun no you i'm just saying, so stunned you had something to say about goop i believe well, no, I was ta- I was trying to talk about how sexy the Blue Lagoon was, but I retract all of my comments. No, that's okay. You think this 14-year-old Brooke Shield is sexy? <laughs> I thought it was like a We're Unfettered in Paradise movie. Is it that is, not... but they're kids. But they're kids. Yeah, okay, never mind. Let's see. Roger Ebert gave the film one and a half stars out of four, claiming that it, quote, could conceivably have been made interesting if any serious attempt had been made to explore what might really happen if two seven-year-old kids were shipwrecked on an island. Oh, and they start as like seven-year-olds? I don't know. We should watch that movie. I don't know if I want to watch it anymore. Um, <laughs> might like be a did. little bit uncomfortable. Okay, Christopher Atkins was 18 when they filmed it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, never mind. Um, but yeah, I, I probably had some kind of goop joke, but my mind is so... Uh, like, blown by this revelation here about the Blue Lagoon. 
Um, anyway, the point is uh-huh. that the therapist said once we all get bored enough in quarantine that our anxiety subsides, oh. then it's going to be sexy time. Then it's go time. So we just have to wait a little bit You just bit have longer. to wait it out. Yeah. Because you know what uh, is really good for sex is boredom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, emotion that I that probably usually precedes it for you um, and may follow it as well. But uh, Okay. Well, anyways, getting back to back to back to where we were before, uh, we're not going to split up Wex uh, RC TV, partly because we've got nowhere to go. Like, what are we going to do? Get divorced and then we just both have to stay here? No, I would stay here. Where am I going to go? Actually, I would go to... I think you're moving out to the shed. (laughs) (laughs) That shed we talked about last time, the man cave. We've been talking about it nonstop. About how I want to live in the shed. Yeah. I don't recall having mentioned that at all. No, this is not the kind about of playful you live out there. Just how how cool the shed is. How like you could live out there. Like it's yeah. basically another bedroom. You, you got everything you need out there: a lawnmower, <laughs> some kites. You have that rat that could be your new <laughs> could use a tarp as my bedspread. You can and... name the rat Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> the bag of soil is my pillow. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have any bags of soil I used them all. Um, okay, so do we want to... Oh, a couple other shout-outs before we get to this actual... The things that happened in mm-hmm. this episode. Um, Sydney emailed us from Small Town, Pennsylvania, New Cumberland, PA, to be exact, where Dominique moved to. So uh, shout-out to Small Town, PA, Sydney. And she said that uh, it's not as bad as Dominique made it sound. Old Dom was exaggerating a bit, it turns out, in her uh, Kristen Shaw voice. And then um, one listener. I'm looking this. I'm looking this place. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's oh, see if the, this. It's on the Susquehanna. Let's see if this checks out. This story that New Cumberland is okay. Well, it absolutely does because if you recall, when I was going off about how you know some places in Pennsylvania are a lot nicer than others, what did I say was nice? Harrisburg. And. And uh, the Amish country. And. And uh, Lancaster. And. And. Um, <laughs> One more. Pittsburgh. No, Pittsburgh. Although Pittsburgh is. Pittsburgh is, nice. is surprisingly nice. Who um, named it? Come on. Uh, Bedford. Chocolate. Oh, Hershey. Yeah. Okay. So look where. I'm sorry. Say, who's her name again? Uh, Sydney. Sydney? You are in what we would call the fucking sweet spot of like nice, oh, fucking Colonial Park, Mechanicsburg. Are you hanging out with uh, Kirsten Dunst in your free time? <laughs> and uh, a still employable Orlando Bloom. Uh, yeah, of course. You're you are absolutely right that Dominique was sadly mistaken on that because sadly yeah this sadly is mistaken. this is a look there's a town here called valley green oh how that sounds like where like pretend characters meanwhile live. we lived 20 minutes away from tyrone in <laughs> <So. laughs> near the old altoona curve Rome. fun fact the nazis tried to blow up the altoona curve just for fun well, to take out our railroad system ah. because all the trains had to go through there. And so if you blow up that pivotal point, then it cuts out our supply lines. Huh. Yeah, they uh, rode in a submarine to uh, Long Island and got it stranded on an underground sandbar. Oh, we knew that. Yeah, knew well, you that. got me this book about this. Yeah. And I probably told you this whole thing yeah, once or twice before. Familiar. Yeah, this, this all sounds like something you've tuned out before. Been down this road yeah. once or twice before. <laughs> and a couple of the Nazis snuck in, but they got caught in New York. Yeah, and, uh, no, and I remember. Tried. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Are you just recapping it for the for the listener? Yeah. yeah, they haven't had the privilege of hearing me talk about it already. But we keep living in places with Nazi. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we love those Nazi connections. Oh, yeah. Oh boy. What? Not. Mm-hmm. We don't love the Nazis. We like the historical uh, mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. bad about yeah. that at all. <laughs> Yeah, what, do I need to cut that out? I'd say that we should cut it, but the truth is we probably won't have jobs in about two or three months anyway. (laughs) No, man. (laughs) Life is an illusion. All right. uh, One more. You know where else is nice? Tabor City, North Carolina. Um, Okay. And we have one listener there. Okay. Yeah, so that's nice. We never hear from the one listener in these places. I know. If you live in Tabor City, North Carolina. If you Carolina, get that shout out, 
Yeah, send us an email or tweet at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us what's going on in your neck of the woods. All right. Are okay. We ready? Fifteen minutes in, perfect time to start recapping the well, episode. Well, this is just fine because I don't have anything to say about this episode. I have a few things to say about it. Nah. Um, not a lot to say about it, but uh, let's let's go for some of what we've got to say about it. All right. Harrison okay. delivers the date card. Yep. And again, explains that not all of them will have a date. Yeah, and the girls are like. I can't decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, right, because they're like... It if, could mean that he knows he wants to keep sure. you, so he's like, eh, I'm going to take out these other girls that I don't feel so sure mm-hmm. about. And the girls, I mean, this is ahead, going ahead, but the girls who end up not getting dates uh, are, what, Molly... It When they said it, oh, Jillian, right? No, she was on the group date. Who ends up like not having a date at all this week? Molly, because it oh Lauren, because right. it was girls yep. that I was like, yeah, actually these do seem uh-huh. like girls that he that seems, he seems pretty secure, secure in. With. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is sort of that like on the one hand, on the other hand, mm-hmm. sort of response, which is exactly what you'll get if you ask me for advice about anything. I won't uh, tell you what to do or give you any kind of insight. I'll just clarify the dilemma, and you'll be like. Oh, thanks. Great. I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why I came for advice because it's uh, two competing things that I can't sort through. Okay. Um, Yeah, so the first date goes to Stephanie. It says, Come play with me, Jay. (laughs) That uh, actually was written by a ghost. (laughs) Come play with us. Come play with me, Stephanie. (laughs) What are the odds? Have we talked about this before? The Bachelor Mansion is haunted. Uh, not likely. I wouldn't think. Don't. Here's, this is a horror movie, though. Like, can't, don't you think we can make a good horror movie out of this? Yeah. Because you've got a lot of people to knock off. Like, yeah. a lot of people to kill. Yeah. Um. No, that's a good. Yeah. Shh. I still want to make my first. college call center horror movie. Well, you, so we've got a, a I mean, the family feud family thing feud we've already talked about. Your teddy college, bear's picnic. Teddy, yeah. Horror movie. Yes. The script you wrote in college. About a college call center horror movie. Yeah. And now this this one, The Haunted Bachelor Mansion. I feel like there's even maybe one more. Probably. Oh, our, yeah, obviously. Um, our Bachelor movie. Our other Bachelor movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of different ideas for Bachelor movies. I need to sit, we need to like sit in a room with, uh, who's that director that I hate? Oh, you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> what did he make? Uh, that, he thinks he's so funny. Um, Judd Apatow. Yes. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that we would still suck up to him. We need to like finagle a meeting so that we get to sit in a room with him or just like a literal elevator. Yeah. And we just spitball these movies. Just shoot him out. Here's what we got. <laughs> yeah. So it's not as much of an elevator pitch. It's just like a rapid fire tagline. Yeah. Or like a log line pitch. I like this. I like this a lot. Okay. So getting back to the actual program that we're recapping. So one thing that I noticed on Stephanie's date, and I've noticed it, with some of the girls more than others, but, like, 2009 wasn't that long ago, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, some of the girls, you could probably plop them down in, you know, a few seasons back and they'd look fine. Stephanie looks like 2009 AF. Well, and here's, I have a similar comment about this. And I, you know, I didn't want to go into any sort of looks shaming at all. Oh, I'm not talking about looks. I'm talking about... The way she does herself up. Yes. Yeah, well, my comment was when they come in and Harrison, like, gives her the card, I actually thought she looked, like, significantly better when she was just, like, lounging around the house. Oh, And when she was, like, done up for the day. Has put on her, like, scary pageant Yeah, right, yeah. Right, well, was that the thing? Like, you weren't doing yourself up like that in 2009, were you? Uh, no. I do not recall that. (laughs) (laughs) need to look at old photos. I mean, there are some, like, I felt like even um, Natalie, who gets the second one on one date... She, you know, she just wears, like, a black strapless dress, but she had all that, like, super shimmery, like, face makeup on. Yeah, So, Stephanie, I feel like if you looked up a meme of, like, this is what people looked like in 2009, like, it would be her. She's wearing those, um, I think they're maybe 
Rockin' Republic jeans that have like big pockets and she's wearing a seatbelt belt, which was all the rage. Well, well, I don't even know what that is. It's a belt that's made out of a seat. Like the belt buckle is a seatbelt. Yeah. I don't remember that at and all. And some of them would have like bottle caps on them. That sounds, I know, I know that that's true and I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying that sounds like a made up trend. Like, that sounds like uh, like Kelly Kapowski wearing a pizza on her head, basically. Did you ever have one of those? I don't remember that. Uh, no, I didn't, but I wanted one. Oh, okay. I didn't know I would have gotten you one. That would have uh, been a nice gift. Uh, what, were they real expensive? No, I mean... I guess we could have just taken the seatbelts out of the car. <laughs> it was, it'd be worth sacrificing safety for fashion like that. I want to I wanna find one to show you, yeah. but I'll, I'll keep okay. looking. All right. Oh, and look, we'll, there. There's one with bottle caps. Yeah, let's try to post a... See? Oh, I see. Oh, it's like old-timey seatbelts. Yeah, 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 gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll tweet out a pic of this for our fans. And fans... Oh, you can order this for $8 on oh, Poshmark. all right, great. Um... Fans, if you we should this should be one of our for dudes. You need this to wear for this your. This should class. be our, one of our giveaways. We were just talking about how we need to do some giveaways. Yeah, we could do a seatbelt belt giveaway. I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm feeling like they're a little hard to track down now. Yeah, maybe maybe the supplies that people went with a run on toilet paper and they just bought up as many seatbelt belts as they could in the quarantine. <laughs> we got to be safe. Strap in. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Here's one with an American flag. Yeah. Belt. Oh man, these are nice. So, but here's my other question: These do not seem especially adjustable as belts. <laughs> Is that right? Like you kind of well, really no, have to get like your exact seatbelt. size. No, oh, you like you, you pull it. it in, yeah, yeah, on the sides. Okay, it's I see. It's actually very adjustable. Yeah, right. Like a seatbelt, and you have to listen until you get the click, click, click sound to know that it's pulling. <laughs> back. She's wearing it with super low-rise jeans. Like a scarf that looks like a murdered Muppet. And then she has a one of those hoodies that has like kind of obscure Chinese symbols on it. Yeah. Now, um, I want to, I don't think we announced this last week. I want to brag on my talented wife who recently got a short story accepted. And uh, when you listen to that description of Stephanie, you can see why. Um, see some of your writing talent at play uh, capturing this character because mm-hmm. I feel like that sounds like a description of a character from a short story <laughs> there was um, another fashion trend in 2009 that was the airbag necklace where if you slammed into something real hard it would <laughs> blow out a big airbag in your face <laughs> and I'd like to brag on Ryan who continually gets pieces published in uh, McSweeney's yeah and with that and kind of humor right? That with lips. that airbag joke you can see why they're taking my stuff <laughs> people be wearing airbags um it is stephanie's daughter's birthday mm-hmm. her daughter sophia she tries to call her on the phone and she can't get in touch uh, with her where is before she? the date where's yeah. sophia y'all she's in an airplane um she says her husband is looking down on them from heaven and that he's happy for Stephanie. She meets Jason at the beach and does a cartwheel yes. and then says, you got to. <laughs> so I wanted to go back quickly to that husband thing because I have the same thing. What I have in my notes is Stephanie says that her husband will be smiling down at this situation. Is that right? You say implying that you would not be? No, I would actually be really proud of you if you got on The Bachelor. But yeah. What? Uh, it's like when we talk hypothetically about me being able to meet anyone on my celebrity list. Yeah, like, but I feel like I might not you'd have be been. smiling at me from across sure, the bar. Right, or from heaven. <laughs> if I die and you get to make out with Jeff Bridges, I'll be smiling down at you. You don't have to die for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know that Stephanie married a guy like me. I'm not sure that this particular husband, that this is what well, she wanted. She said that he is a he was a good, good, just a good guy. Again, that's why my doubts about this entire comment. But anyways, um, Stephanie also says at one point that Jason reminds her of her dead husband. Oh, that's great. That's a good burden to put on uh Which on Jason. I will also say, like, I mean, I don't know, because we don't know who her who her former husband was. Uh-huh. 
money on the fact that he was nothing like fucking Jason Mesnick. Sure. Like she yeah. is Alabama. Like she later says on this date that she just wants a man that she feels like she can take right. care of. Yeah. Like she, uh, her house went viral on the New York Post because uh, it was for sale some years back. And like, Every inch of the house was covered in like gilded crosses. Yeah, right. I remember and, that. And yeah. I just, there's no fucking way that she mm-hmm. was married to a Jason Mesnick type. Right, right. Which I feel like is the same thing that people are saying about Natalie. But, and you know, Natalie is a lot bitchier. And Stephanie is see, seems like a really, really nice woman. She does not belong with Jason and vice no. versa. Right, no, there's no way. There's really no like... Spark. I mean, the only reason he can't break up with her is because it's her daughter's birthday, and she, he, she, the daughter was flown out there. So we got to get at that, which they're on the beach, and Jason's like, "Hark! What's that noise? What do I hear?" And then the daughter runs around the corner, um, and Stephanie loses her mind in a way that made me think, like, "Yeah, you probably should have stayed home with your kid." Like, I'm not judging a mom who goes away. Oh, I am. Oh, really? Judging a mom who goes yeah. away to be on a re- reality show? Yeah. I I mean, I think. are you judging a dad that does that? Hardcore, yes. Okay, that's fair then. I'm judging. Yeah. Yeah, I will judge anyone that leaves their kid to go on a reality show. Okay. Well, we don't know the situation back, who the person is with, who the kid is with. But what I'm saying is... I don't care. I mean, what... I feel like you're... Uh, you're taking a risk that you could conceivably be away from your kid for months. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So either you're not taking it seriously mm-hmm. and you don't think that you're going to get far. Like that Megan girl has a 14-month-old. That's true. Yeah. How does that work? That's true. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is it's very clear, regardless of people's feelings about whether single parents should go in this show... That Stephanie should not have gone on this show and left her kid behind. Like, she's very excited to see her kid again. Well, I mean, of course. Of course. I mean, I'm not suspecting she's like, oh, it's you. I feel like anybody. (laughs) I mean, I guess maybe it's a little bit different for someone like Jason, who's... But even still, like, because I was going to say maybe since he's The Bachelor... But this is like months of his life now that he's gone away from Tosh. Sure. Right. To be on first The Bachelor, or first The Bachelorette. Oh, that's then true. Then The Bachelor. Yeah, like, that's if true. If I were Ty, I feel like I would be like, thanks. Well, no, they're best friends. Well, yeah. Yeah, Everybody, so, you your know. Your favorite you, you... color's orange. My favorite color was orange three <laughs> years ago. <laughs> no, um, you know, they're best friends and Ty's totally cool with it. He gets it. You know. Yeah. It's all going to be fun and games until Jason comes home from a reality show and asks Ty if he wants to hang out a little bit. And Ty's like, Dad, give me the keys. Nice to see you. Can I have them, please? Because that cat's in the motherfucking middle. And a silver spoon. <laughs> Given a rose. <laughs> Hope he'll come home soon. Little boy. <laughs> the rose in the room. <laughs> when you coming home, Dad? I don't know when. Ask Chris Harrison. <laughs> Dad, ask Chris Harrison. Okay, so here's something else that I want to comment on globally about this episode in the season so far so jason is in on the thing that they're bringing sophia in and makes it seem like it was his idea and his doing yes he is in he he knows about the million dollar necklace he's like i thought natalie would love this right so they are making him look way better than the other, some of the other more recent bachelors. Well, I just think that's another thing that has subtly shifted yeah. and changed. Yeah. Is like it seems more and more like the dates get foisted on not just the contestants, but the bachelor and bachelorettes themselves. Mm-hmm. And here it really feels like Jason is having a hand in choosing the dates, like molding them to which girl he thinks it would be suited right. for. Right. And it just makes him seem like significantly suaver 
and like more thoughtful. Like yeah. he's, and he just seems more in control. And of course, like he's not really like he didn't acquire a million dollar necklace for um, Natalie. Yeah, but I do like the idea that they were like, this is a date that we want to do. We have this necklace. Like who would be yeah. the right choice for this yeah. date? And he also picked the right person, except until it all goes south. See, I think you chose the wrong person. You chose I think he chose poorly because I think, you know, this happened in another season and it's pissing me off because I can't remember who it was. I think that it was Ari's season and he did a date like that for Becca. And one of the reasons why he picked Becca, and again, I could be wrong about this. It could be a totally different season, Mm -hmm. was because she wasn't like all fashion-y and obsessed with that. And he was like, I really wanted to... Whoever it was, was like, I picked this person because I felt like they weren't going to get... They weren't going to get wrapped up in the necklace. Yeah, They were going to... They, and they were going to see it more as like a privilege or like a fun yeah. thing. And like yeah. I wanted to reward them for being understated by going on this extravagant uh-huh, but, yeah. date. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, I did enjoy some aspects. So, I mean, we're just jumping all over the place. Should we... You want to touch on this more later? Yeah, sure. Okay, I got some things to say about Natalie and this necklace, but we'll get around to it. (laughs) So, Sophia shows up on the date, comes out on the beach. Like, also, did you notice that the first thing she does is awkwardly look directly in one of the cameras? Sophia does? Yeah, and then she looks really confused. Yeah, sure. Right, what's Um, happening? Yeah. Jason is, like, tearing up. Here's what I will say about this as well. When we have had single parents on the show before, and we have, um, I feel like to meet the person's child is a really big deal and usually reserved for like a hometown date, if that. Mm -hmm. And you notice Jason isn't introducing the girls to Ty. Mm -hmm. So while I think, you know, Stephanie doesn't seem to mind, but I think part of that is just her wanting to please and go along Mm -hmm. with whatever the man has decided to do. I think that it's shitty for Stephanie. I think that it's, it's too early to be introducing children and it's shitty for Sophia to be like, Hey, here's this, here's this nice man that mommy's hanging out with on a date. Like you're on TV now. Let's hang out all day and go to Legoland together. That's true. Like who even consented for her to be on TV if this right. was a surprise. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it rubs me the wrong way. Um, and I thought it was really cute that when she shows up on the beach, she's just in like grubby jean shorts and a hoodie. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like they're not making her the kid, dress up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they leave the beach and she's in like a pageant, like pink princess dress. And then at another point in the episode, um, she's playing in a splash pad and Uh wearing a swimsuit. And then at the end of the date, she's in a, like, wool kilt and a Scotty dog, like, (laughs) beret. She's got, like, five outfit changes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all, it's like, she goes from each season. Uh Uh-huh. Well, and at one point when she's wearing a seatbelt belt, (laughs) she was totally on trend for 2009. Mm -hmm. That's 2000 and late, Sophia. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have a lot else to say about this date. They go to Legoland, have it all to themselves. Though when we saw this, it was like, oh, I remember this. They go to Knott's Berry Farm. And that just was totally wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. Yeah, totally wrong. You were wrong. Um, and Jason gives Stephanie a Lego rose. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I did enjoy. Um, um, Stephanie says that she can't wait to meet Ty, but that she understands that he already has a mommy, which is nice of her to say, but I feel like, well, it's too bad you didn't have that same option. You had to trot Sophia out to meet Jason. Right, right. That's true, yeah. Yeah, because Jason has that coming. He's like, I'm not looking for Ty's new mom. But they did say, like, a weird thing that was like, Ty and Sophia will be great together. Almost it was like a matchup or something. (laughs) Oh, I broke our pen. What? What? Yeah. I was fiddling. I was fidgeting. You always tell me not to fidget, and then... This is why. This is what... Do you see (laughs) what happens? I'm broken. (laughs) Do you see what happens when you fidget? Um, yeah. 
Again, I know I already said this, but one of the weird quotes that I thought was remarkable from this date was Stephanie saying, quote, I want a man that I feel like I can take care of. Yeah. Who when, wants that? God, yeah. Who's like, I want someone that I can take care of. Well, and it's like, she can make uh, his life better when he walks through the door. That was one of the things that she said. Uh, hard pass. Yeah, no. I go no, for the opposite you. of right, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make your life shitty. Just a little bit worse. Uh, okay, let's move on because we've got a sexy date coming up. So several of the women go on a uh, surprise uh, date where they work for an organization called Keep Abreast. Yes. Am I skipping over important well, stuff? Well, just that the date card said, let's get busted for a good cause. Okay, okay. Um, Do you want to say who was on the date? I don't have all the names. Shannon, Naomi, Melissa, Carrie, Jillian, Nikki, Erica, and Megan. Okay, great. Um, so they uh, they all make busts of their of their bust, and then they're gonna paint it right and auction them off, and it'll all go to uh, keep a breast. Yes, Jason really liked to say that. I feel like he said it about ten times. Yes, he did. I also had a question. I know this is two thousand nine. I don't even know how long these things last, but. Where can we acquire one of these? <laughs> People bought these at auction. I'm, into, I'm just putting it out there. If any of you know where one of these is, we're willing to put some money on this, on one of these pieces of art. Um, yeah, so I actually thought this was a very... Is that okay? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> the mic the mic moved. Um, not on its own. Not, it's not a ghost here. <laughs> it's like a Ouija board. Um, I actually thought this was a really... Clever bachelor date for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah, because so A, you get the like veneer of it being for a good cause, even though, like, I mean, it is, but I feel like that secondary. Food. Right, well, but that's what it is. It's like, it lets them get away with like, oh, they're all stripping naked, but it's not like salacious because it's for a good cause. Like, I thought it was a very clever way yeah. of doing that. And for Jason to be like, Oh, let me feel you up a little bit for a good cause. Let me help you out with that. Like, let me honka honka for a good cause was basically <laughs> what was going on with this date. Um, so, yeah, I thought it, like, perfectly towed the line of, like, it's sexy, but, like, wholesome. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know. But so that, that was my thought. And, of course, Jason goes first. And so the women all rush to uh, rub baby oil all over his chest. Yeah. Erica says... Uh... Listen, there was an opportunity to rub the man down. I stepped up to the plate. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. I feel like Erica has like a kind of weird like gangster voice. <laughs> and then the girls all go behind a shadow screen. Yeah. And I knew the second that it happened that it reminded me of something from Grease 2. I have in my notes. Grease 2? Question mark? <laughs> but it took me a while to figure out what song it was. It's Prowlin'. Okay. Um, do we, I guess... Posting the song here doesn't help us because no, we're gonna post it. Okay, we're all right. Here, here you go. Here Enjoy you go. Prowling. All right. So what you can't see. Is it in the video? You want to tell us about it? Well, it's just, it's what is going on on The Bachelor 2. They're behind a screen. But they're not making busts of their chest. No, they're, they're like, they're doing stuff. Oh, doing stuff. Yeah. Like sexy, sexy times? Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't know if it was like the classic, like, changing screen, like, I, I can only see your silhouette as you're getting dressed. Yeah, that's thing. what it is. Well, I, I thought it was implied that it was like a silhouette's in the shade. Situation. Two silhouettes on the shade all of our days. Not the guy who silhouettes on the shade. I couldn't hide the tears in my eyes. Silhouettes, 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 You can about. see like that there was a couple fooling around. No. But what you're saying it's is it's women. just the women, it's women changing. Okay. Yes. I want to make sure that I got the visual right. I really want to focus in on it. This is the thing that's gonna get us divorced too. This uh my constant misunderstanding <laughs> of the prowling video. 
<laughs> What's the cause of this divorce? They're laugh some, or somebody's gonna write and say that things are tense yeah. between us. <laughs> she, she wasn't laughing at all at his silhouette on the shade song. I was walking no, by uh-uh. your house. You're good. Late last all right. night. Jason, uh, yeah, helps put the plaster on Melissa and Shannon. Uh, the girls have to paint slash decorate their uh, bus. Ma- Megan says that she wanted to do a fetus on hers <laughs> yeah. because they feed off of breasts. They do not, by the way. And then That's she says, a baby. I'm an artsy person, but really, I just have depth. Well, she says, some girls here are as shallow as the kiddie pool and they don't understand my depth. And then she says, and I made you rewind this, and I'm still not sure I fully understand this, but if everybody's going to have breast cancer and their children can't be breastfed, then our future is screwed. I feel like it's the type of conversation that you have when you're stoned. Right, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like she, her, what, she, what I believe is happening here is that she's worried that all women will get breast cancer and thus be unable to nurse their children and the children will die. Yeah. That seems to be her concern. <laughs> she is deep. That's deep, man. What if the purple that you see and the purple that I see aren't the same purple at all? Your aura, it's purple. <laughs> um, Nikki says that everything she does is thought out. Nothing is spontaneous. And that she acknowledges that she's trying too hard in this situation and that it's to her detriment. Yes, yep. And she she's does. correct. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Yeah, no, she and that's that's interesting. Again, I'm always um I'm always surprised when attractive people are insecure. Yeah. You know, that continues to flummox me on this show because I always just assume that attractive people like have no insecurities. Yeah, it's I've been not to not to give a shout out to another podcast, but I've been highly enjoying during the quarantine Dax Shepard's uh, Armchair sure. Expert podcast. Give that, shout that out. Yeah. And I've felt similar surprise at the insecurities of the various celebrities that he uh-huh. interviews. Yeah, no, it is. I just assume that uh, beautiful people have it made. Well, That's what to uh, an extent we sure. do. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us about it. Uh, beautiful yeah. people. <laughs> I was gonna say. Haven't yeah. you ever heard the Ed Sheeran song? Right. It's not what it's all cracked up to be. Yeah, that's true. Ed Sheeran's so wise. Yeah, I know. Actually, I was reading a Goop article about it. <laughs> <laughs> do you is is there a lot of good because con- that actually sounds like a perfectly fine article on Goop. I assumed it was all like weird alternative medicine nonsense. Well, she did suggest putting a jade egg in your vagina. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't remember what that particular... Mm-hmm. Did, did that actually come up in the article? It did not. Well, okay. I don't know. I only skimmed it. Sure, yeah. Well, you think that would pop right out, that there'd be an infographic or, or a <laughs> or something about that. Uh, that the egg pops out? Yeah. Pop! Pop! <laughs> it would be like that villain from Super Mario Brothers 2 that <laughs> shoots the uh, eggs out of his nose. Uh, <laughs> That's a fun boop, game boop, for, the, <laughs> for the quarantine. You see how many eggs you can shove up there and then... And fire them out. Fire them out at your partner. <laughs> and then he has to jump on them like Mario to subdue them <laughs> and throw them back again. <laughs> All right, so... Uh... So his name is Birdo Boss Birdo or just Birdo? Boss. Like Birdo is one of the bosses or Birdo, like Birdo is his first name and Boss is his last name. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, Birdo Boss. I think it's Boss. Birdo Boss. <laughs> Pleased to meet you, <laughs> Birdo Boss of the New England Bosses. <laughs> oh, Birdo. Yeah, it's just Birdo. Okay. Oh, okay. Mario fighting Birdo. Okay. This episode is just a lot of us looking at Google <laughs> and then reporting the results back to you, dear listener. Okay. okay. Um, where are we? Can we go, so, can we go to, to um, Natalie's date? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oh, wait. Sorry. I do have one thing to say about yeah. the uh, group date. Yeah, go for it. Jillian gets the rose. Jillian gets the rose. Yep. 
And at the end of the day, Shannon is concerned that she hasn't had enough one-on-one time with Jason. So she gives them a big hug. Yes. And all the other girls, you can tell that they are a little bit annoyed, but they're at least like kind of nice about it. And they're like, oh, but Megan says, get a hold of yourself. That's embarrassing. And then she says, Shannon is weird. Um, you know who Megan reminds me of? Who? It took me a little bit to pin. Who? Ratchet Lindsay Lohan. Like Lindsay Lohan, three years, maybe only like two, three years after Mean Girls. So like kind of right in the same time period. Yeah. Yeah. Like Lindsay Lohan a few years after she wrote that weird Robert Altman letter. Yes. Yeah. Like when she really went downhill. I mean, honestly, this could be Ratchet Lindsay Lohan in disguise. Yeah. I've been trying to put my finger on who she reminds me of. I feel like... Like, a knockoff Leah Remini isn't quite right, but something in that vein. Ratchet Lindsay Lohan. Ratchet Lindsay Lohan. There you go. All right. Natalie gets the one-on-one date. It says, um, wear your best dress and I'll do the rest. Yeah, again, it's making it sound like Jason is just, like, he he booked this helicopter and paid for it himself. (laughs) So, Natalie isn't ready for the date when Jason shows up and, um... The girls are all giving interviews, talking about how materialistic and insecure Natalie is. And a lot of them think that Natalie will go home. Yes, there's a lot of prediction. And we get a lot of that, which is still a classic trope of... If she stays, if that's what he's really looking for, then Mm -hmm. I don't need to be here. Yep. Yep. Which I think is like a bold statement this early on. And just in terms of like what we've seen from Natalie. Right. Well, and Natalie, like, really, is Natalie that much worse than like Megan? Well, I think they're seeing they they see her as shallow and like materialistic, which is interesting because later she like is basically like I'm tired of being perceived as that. Yeah, like she ha- she knows that she gets perceived that way. We'll get to their dinner conversation, which might provide a hint of why. But um, yeah, so some mobster who probably knows Erica comes in with a briefcase with a million dollars worth of diamonds handcuffed to his wrist and puts the diamonds on Natalie. So later she says, a million dollars on my neck, and then there's also a bracelet. Is the the bracelet's not also worth a million dollars, is it? No, what they said was a million dollars worth of diamonds. Total. So all together. All those diamonds are Mm -hmm. worth a million. Yeah, that um, mobster was almost as cool as Joel, the guy at the mall that I bought your engagement ring from. <laughs> yeah, he Seems was... like a weird... Uh, well, I was just... Again, this is right in 2009. Uh, some yeah. jewelers. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. One jeweler to one another. Yeah, right. And it wasn't Neil Lane. I know. Jewelry. Well, Neil Lane doesn't have a million dollars worth of diamonds. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they go to the airport, take a jet to Vegas, take a plane to a helicopter... Take a helicopter ride around and then take that to a limo. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And then they take a limo to a restaurant. And then from the limo, they go to a nightclub called Jet. (laughs) (laughs) It's all these layers folding in on themselves. And when they go into the restaurant, Jason says, I felt as cool as I've ever felt in my life walking into that restaurant. I felt like James Bond. (laughs) He said, it felt like we were a real couple, like a real celebrity couple. (laughs) Oh, Jason. Nobody thinks of you as a celebrity, buddy. They're actually considering Jason to replace Daniel Craig as James (laughs) Bond. Um... Jason says that he wants to get to the deeper side of Natalie. Mm -hmm. So he asks her what she likes beyond clothes and sports. And she says, I love bears. (laughs) Yeah, because first he says, is there anything I should know about you? And she says, I'm just a cute sporty girl who loves clothes. Now, this is from the woman who later complains that she's been typecast as someone shallow. Right. Um, But yeah, then she says the I love bears thing. And then there's a very long story about how she left fuzzy her teddy bear in a store and it was in the newspaper but we never find out if she got the bear back what the fuck happened where is fuzzy i want to know natalie might want to want in on our teddy bears picnic oh yeah fuzzy might be kind of the hero the teddy bear turncoat that fuzzy uh, was (laughs) fuzzy wuzzy wasn't fuzzy was he Uh, yeah, so Jason says, conversations with Natalie are good. 
I wish they were better. <laughs> I do like. In the, uh, I actually still am I fine. Like that's, uh, I would say that about you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is it good? Sure. Do I wish it were better? Sure. Yeah. Do I wish you would shut up about the Altoona curve almost being blown up by Nazis? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do I wish you would stop fidgeting to the point that he's breaking shit in the house? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, and then won't still won't stop fidgeting. Yeah. But that <laughs> falls under a different bracket. That doesn't fall under the conversations bracket. That's another separate set of obnoxious habits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, so then they go and, oh yeah, so she says that she's ready to be a mom and Jason says, Natalie is telling me she's ready to settle down, but I can tell she likes to party. They go and listen to Kate Vogel, who I assume is a super hot person. Oh, she likes to party. She's just as bad as Pilot Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that he likes to party? He likes to socialize? (laughs) He's out line dancing while you're at home, Madison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, they go, they have a private performance by Kate Vogel, um, and then Jason dumps her ass. Yeah, so Jason says that he knows the moment when they're slow dancing and they should kiss and Natalie wants to kiss. He said that he could tell that she wanted him to kiss her and he realized it's not happening. Yeah, and uh, he tells her, uh, I can't give you this rose, I wanted there to be something tonight, I really did, um. If I kept you here longer, it would it wouldn't be fair to you. Classic bachelor. This is for you, not for me. I mean, I respect him for not keeping her around. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh she does say that she's like, you shouldn't have picked up the rose when you cause she kind of loses yeah, her mind. But I feel like you have to. Like You don't have to pick up the rose before you dump the woman. Well, I guess that's true. You could just be like, I know there's a rose, but I can't give it to you tonight. But it's going to stay right there. (laughs) (laughs) See that rose over there? Oh, sorry, Natalie. I was just moving this rose. (laughs) (laughs) And then Natalie just bolts with the million dollars worth of diamonds straight to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) See Uh, ya, fools. (laughs) No, the guy comes back out in the middle of Natalie kind of giving her, like, angry speech. Yeah, I liked... "Uh, We need the jewelry bag. Yeah, and she's like, oh, take them off. So now one of the things I liked about this was, so this guy flew all the way to Vegas with them. I mean, was he on the helicopter with them? Like, does he have to stay within 10 feet of the diamonds at all times? I don't know. Yeah. It's a Um, mystery. Natalie gets very angry. She mm -hmm. says, I don't mean to sound conceited, but fuck that guy. Yeah. I liked this little uh, speech. Natalie's. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed I too. it. I, yeah. I just enjoyed seeing a contestant get mad yeah, right. and be like, okay. Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah, what? There's not enough commonalities between us. You barely know me, Jason. Oh, and then uh, she's like, I'm really sick of being stereotyped because of my appearance. And Jason says, it's not your appearance. Your appearance is what makes it impossible not to be attracted to you. <laughs> You're beautiful. You're just terrible. Right. Your personality sucks. Um, Natalie leaves him with a cryptic message that there are some girls in the house that are not there for the right reasons. Uh Uh-oh, here for the wrong reasons. And that they are not, uh, not ready to be mothers. And then she's like, bye, dude. Yeah. So, and later this becomes that Natalie, like, named names. But she never named names. Well, no, that's why Jason is having to... Put on his detective cap. <laughs> Sniff out this mystery. Yeah, he's having to get his, uh, get his magnifying glass. Yeah, <laughs> look for clues. <laughs> the old Encyclopedia Brown moves. So in the cocktail party after um, after that date, that is what he does. Like he spends a lot of the cocktail party. Talking to the girls some, but he's also pulling them aside and, like, trying to get gather who Natalie could have been right. referring to. Trying to sleuth it all out. Nothing escapes the watchful eye of Detective Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first he talks to Naomi, and I liked her method. She said, uh, I think you're a smart guy. I want to talk to you about stuff that doesn't involve the girls. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's right. Naomi, perfectly played, Naomi. Mm-hmm. I like Naomi. No, I do too. Yeah. I, I liked her when we watched this season originally, mm-hmm. I remember. All right. Nikki and Jason have a really awkward kiss. Oh, yeah. We had to rewind we, it because yeah. I missed the awkwardness. So, Because she, she says, my goal tonight is to show Jason my fun side, that I can be a little more sexy. Mm, 
No, you can't. And then she spends her whole time talking about how she has labels on everything. Yeah. That's, that's my sexy side is my label maker side. Well, but it's one of the labels is a sexy label. Right, sure. Here's my drawer with my sexy things in it. <laughs> They're all laid out perfectly. <laughs> um. So they go in, like, she kind of goes in for a seemingly just, like, peck on the cheek. And then yeah. he, like awkwardly turns her face yeah because she like misses his face and so he has to grab it and move it back it's yeah oof i mean not as bad as our first kiss no no. yeah but close yeah good lord apparently colton apparently colton is a terrible kisser yep um yeah uh, just like more cocktail party stuff Uh goes on shannon's kind of falling apart um, she gets sick in the bathroom. Apparently, it's not from too much alcohol. It's just from the stress. Right, from the stress. She will. Uh, she says, I hate it here, and walks out of the rose ceremony. Well, that's at the rose ceremony. Oh, she gets sick earlier, too? Yeah. Oh, okay, I missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica and Jason are talking, and Erica says, did you just look at my boobs? And Jason says, I was looking at the color of her dress, honest. <laughs> That's like a Ryan excuse right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super weak and nobody's buying it. Um, yeah, so what else do we do we want to uh, talk Stephanie about? Stephanie makes him do like a weird three-part kiss where she's like, close your eyes. I want to kiss you here to thank you for bringing Sophia. <laughs> and she kisses his left cheek and then she goes, and I'm going to kiss you here. To make me remember what it was like to be a woman. <laughs> Do you not remember this? No. And then she kisses him on her on his forehead. And she's like, and I'm going to kiss you here for helping me to believe in love again. <laughs> Why don't you ever do something like that for I me? I know. Just make my and life better when I walk in the room. And he's like, thank you. <laughs> that was nice. It's like that scene in Indiana Jones where he's like, it hurts here and here and here. Well, goddammit, anywhere doesn't it hurt? Here. Here. Oh, right, you've not seen the original seen... Indian Raiders? No, I have not seen. Yeah. I've seen Indiana Jones and the. The Last the... Crusade. The Last Crusade, Connery yes. I feel like maybe I've seen one more Temple Raiders of, of the Lost. Temple of Doom, Temple of I think Doom, I've seen. Yeah. Is that where they're tied to the chair together? No, that's still Last Crusade. Maybe I've only yeah. seen The Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah, uh, Indiana Jones is hurt, and uh, the woman, Karen Allen, whose character I is, whose name I forget, um, is like, where does it hurt? And it's like, here. I mean, I got here. that. Yeah. I got that. Here. I got here. That. That's my Harrison Ford. That's pretty good, huh? Here. Yep, pretty good. Here, that's all I can do in the voice. That's it. Uh, okay. All right. So Lauren rats out Erica and Megan. So uh-huh. none of the other girls will really give him anything. But Lauren says it's Erica and Megan. They are the two drama queens of the house. Uh, confirming that Megan is eavesdropping on their conversation. Sure, right. <laughs> I am not a drama queen. <laughs> uh, Harrison out when it's time for the rose ceremony and says there's a lot of drama going on in this house i think i cleared the air so right now let's open it up uh what do you guys need to say before jason makes his decision tonight speak candidly and speak from the heart yeah have they ever done this no i mean how awkward like what are they expecting Um, well they're expecting terrible things to happen for drama's sake which is exactly what harrison wants well at first it seems like the plan is going to backfire because they all just kind of like stand there silently Uh and then and then people mm, can't keep their mouths shut yeah can't do it yeah, so um, she says, I was really surprised to hear that people have been talking trash about me. And then Lauren says, if I had a conversation with Jason, that's my private conversation. And this is when Shannon wanders off and says, I hate it here. She says, I hate it here. And, and goes into the bathroom throws and throws up. <laughs> and then Harrison says, Natalie is gone. Megan is not. Who here has a problem with her? Because someone obviously does. <laughs> Harrison is oh, such Harrison. a shit stirrer. <laughs> Um, when Shannon goes to throw up, Megan calls Shannon a ungracious, selfish, self-absorbed, high-maintenance piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get for throwing up. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't remember Megan. And from... then Lauren says, I felt like maybe the whole thing was directed at me. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Um, yeah, so then... I mean, obviously, this is just for drama. Like, there's no way that this conversation helped Jason make a decision. No. Like, now, oh, now I'm enlightened on now what I to see. do. Yes. Ah, it's all, I've solved the mystery. Um, but, yeah, so Erica and Carrie go home. Yep, we get to keep Molly, Lauren, Melissa, Naomi, Shannon, Nikki, and Megan squeaks in. Yep. I liked Erica. I would have kept Erica. I would have kept Megan. Erica over Megan. Yeah. I don't like either one of them. I actually thought Carrie was very pretty, mm-hmm. um, but we don't get to see much of her. Yeah, but I thought uh, Erica had a little more less like grating personality. Yes, which is, Erica of course... seems like a lot, but like actually a, a nice-ish person. Like right. Megan seems really nasty. Yeah, <laughs> like when she calls Shannon a piece of shit for throwing up. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so um, stay healthy, everybody. We'll be back sometime next week to recap what's episode four of this thing. We're cooking through. And what when's Listen to Your Heart? I believe it might out? start next week. So we're going to have Ooh, some hard okay. choices to make. Yeah, this is a real Sophie's choice. For us. <laughs> a real Sophia's choice. Do you bring your daughter on reality TV or not? Okay, but so we'll be back. You'll hear from us. With something. About something. And the cats in the cradle and the shoes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.